thanks for all of the mothers who are in the house today. Amen. 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 We thank God for you. We thank, thank you for your presence here in worship, and we're going to try to have a brief but powerful, hopefully, message today. We're asking God to speak to us, but we don't want to keep you here long because we know that the brothers have to go home and fix brunch, and then we got to switch out from brunch and hook up the lunch, and then we got to hook up the amen, go from lunch to dinner, and then we got to wash the dishes and put the kids to bed and do the homework and go gas up the car and cut your toenails and uh, you rub and massage your back, amen. But tomorrow morning, things will be back to normal, amen. <laughs> but for today, 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 today is your day, and we want to make sure that you enjoy your day in the Lord. Amen? Amen, amen. Let's give all of our mothers another, another hand. Amen. It's so fitting that God would have us to share a message today entitled The Winning Family. The Winning Family, which is a part of our series entitled Losing is Not an Option. Losing is not an option. And you can't be victorious in life if we do not have healthy families. Amen. The family is the cornerstone of any society. It is the foundation of any church and any community and anybody who is uh, yearning and reaching for success in life can have a better chance of achieving it if we have a solid family. Amen. We're blessed here at the Fountain of New Life uh, yesterday in Winter Park, Florida. Um, two of our young people who participate in our youth ministry, one, uh, Sister Kendall Ellis, uh, she is the state champion in the 400 meters open as a freshman, freshman in high school. So we, we should have at least three more gold medals coming back to Broward County and Dade County. Also, check this out, a brother Armand um, Hall, who participates in our youth ministry, we call him Gino, he won the open 400 championship. He's a 400-meter champion. And then... Carmen Jackson, who is a member of our ushers ministry, and she is the women's uh, track coach at the mighty Northwestern Wild Bulls High School. The women won the state championship, and that's Coach Carmen's eighth state championship that she's won. So God's blessing um, our church. He's blessing our service. But let's thank God again for how God is just doing a great thing in the lives of these young people and these leaders. But you know what? As you think about these champions, um, you think about these champions, you can't, it's hard, it's, 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 it's more difficult to be a champion without a winning family. Family helps us to be successful. And so I'd like for you to turn today to Ephesians chapter 5, and I want to quickly give you 10 principles, 10 principles that will help your family be strong, 10 principles that will help your family be victorious, 10 points, 10 principles that will give your family a winning edge. Now, all of these um, principles, tips, points are from the Bible. None of these are from Ebony, Essence, uh, U.S. News and World Report, People Magazine. They're all from the Bible. They're not on a website. You can't Google them. You cannot get them off a blog. They're all from the Bible because as Christians, we believe that the Bible is the book that we use in order 
to, to, to find the information to live our lives as godly men and women. I wish I had somebody who would say amen to that. Amen. It's, we, we like other books, but no book takes the place of the Bible. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll begin in verse 15. Now, and I'm just going to ask you to keep your Bible open, keep your worksheet right there, because we're going to jump right into the worksheet from the beginning. And we're going to go through these 10 points so that the husbands can go home and finish cooking. Amen. Or ordering, whichever one we have to do. Amen. Number one, the winning family makes, the winning family members, winning family members make solid decisions. In other words, you can't have a winning family if we are making poor decisions. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. So how do, how do people become successful? How do we have a successful family? People become successful because they're willing to make great sacrifices. There is no success without great sacrifice. Um, and others, this is what happens. Um, some study while others are partying. Yes, yes. Some are saving while others are spending. And some come to church while others stay at home. But often when we talk about success, some of us often build our success not only of sacrificing um, time and pleasure, but sometimes what has happened, we have sacrificed a son or daughter or marriage along the way to success. And being successful uh, means this, that we protect the family by any means necessary. Somebody say amen. In other words, you can climb the ladder of success and you can sacrifice everything except God and your family. Amen, amen, amen. Your family and God are always first. And so be wise enough to know that nothing is more important than your family and the decisions that we make ought to always be made with God and family in mind. Number two, the winning family members seize the opportunity. Ephesians 5, 16, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Amen. Now, I want to, I want to share with you five opportunities that families ought to take advantage of. Number one, take advantage of the opportunity to hold healthy conversations. In other words, not just talking at each other, but let's learn how to talk to each other. It is good within the context of family for family to be a safe place for people to talk without the fear of reprisal. Family ought to be the one place where we can share everything openly with the hope of getting encouragement and help. So there should be healthy conversations too. Take the opportunity to pray. I know um, uh, we don't say this as much as we used to, but it is true. A family that prays together, come on now, will stay together. If a family can rally around prayer during times of difficulty and challenge, that family has a greater probability of weathering the storms of life. If there was one or two honest people in the house who have a good family, you know that even the best families have some mountains, amen, and some best 
the best families have some dark and difficult days, but when things are dark and things are difficult, it's good to know that people in family will come together and pray for each other. You don't have to kick somebody out of the family because they made a bad mistake. If you pray, God will take even a poor decision of a family member and use it to the good of the entire family. Number three, take the opportunity to forgive. You will not live in a family, in the context of family, without somebody getting hurt. Amen. 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 You all are quiet. But listen, in family, there's going to be hurt. There's going to be disappointment. There's going to be sometimes some pain. There's going to be sometimes some backstabbing. Amen. But don't you know that here's what Jesus has given us a remedy. When there is hurt and when there is pain, use it as an opportunity to forgive. How many of you really know that there is power in forgiveness. You don't, you, you, your life is too short to be walking around holding a grudge. Your life is too short to be mad with somebody. Some of us have been mad with somebody in the 80s. We've been mad in the 90s. We've been mad in the 2000s. We're working on our fourth decade of being mad. But if I were you, I would just fall on my knees and ask God to give me the strength, to give me the wisdom, to empower me with the Holy Spirit. God, I I just don't have enough time every day to be thinking about what happened to me in 1966. God, God, I want you to free me. And the way God frees us is that he gives us the power. Somebody say power. He gives us the power to forgive. He says, whosoever you shall forgive on earth shall be forgiven in heaven. And so a winning family takes advantage of the opportunity to forgive. For a winning family takes advantage of the opportunity to worship together. In other words, it's a strong family when everybody is in the house of God together, when everybody is required and expected to come to church. In other words, it's nothing wrong with telling everybody in the house, as for me and my house, uh, if you live in the shack outside in the back, that's one thing. But if you sleep in the air conditioned and eat the food out the refrigerator and sleep on the sheets that's been washed in the washing machine, and, and, and dried in the dryer. As for me and my house, somebody say my house. As for me and my house, we will what? Serve the Lord. Now, part of serving the Lord means that when the weekend comes, you enjoy yourself as much as you want on a Saturday. Watch all the ball games, eat all the hot dogs, hamburgers. Even if you have permission, go on out to the club. But when Sunday morning comes, we gather together and we meet at the house of God. In other words, we don't allow any anything to separate us from giving God worship and honor and glory. As for me and my house, we'll worship the Lord. And then a winning family takes advantage of the opportunity to say, I love you. In other words, you can't, you can't just assume that folk know that you love them. Amen. 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 Even though you buy the grocery, even though you pay the car bill, even though you pay for the insurance, paying for the insurance does not mean that you love. I wish I had somebody say, say amen. Amen. In other words, money, as the Beatles said, cannot buy me love. But 
people need to hear it. Somebody say hear. People need to hear. Every now and then needs to come out of your mouth. You need to look your wife in the eye and say I love you. Look your children in the eye and say I love you. Not just on Mother's Day, but it needs to be something that's said every day. As a matter of fact, it ought to be a habit of yours not to close your eyes in sleep without telling those who are dear to your heart in the context of your family that you love them. So take advantage of the opportunity to tell those in your family that you love them. One fellow, one fellow thought that all he had to do was, you know, get married and, you know, go on a nice honeymoon and buy a nice house and buy some nice cars. So one day after about 10 years of marriage, the wife asked him, say, well, 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 baby, do you love me? He said, yeah, of course I love you. You know, sure I do. Uh, do you? She asked him about three times, do you love me? He, he said, well, wait a minute, let's just stop. Let's hold this conversation up right now. He said, listen, when we got married, I stood up in front of the altar. I stood up in front of the preacher, your family, my family, everybody. And I said, I love you. When I change my mind, I'll let you know. You see, not how, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. You see, but that's not, that's not, that's not how it works, my brothers and sisters. When you get married, let me just say to what the brothers just a minute. One of the best things you can do, brother, just get in the habit. I know it ain't easy, but just get in the habit. Put it on your Blackberry. Put it on your iPhone. Put a little calendar date on there if you have to. Write it on your hand. Put it on the dashboard of your car. But before you go to sleep, make sure you look your wife in the eye. Amen. Don't just text it to her. Don't just send her an email. Don't just holler at her on the way out the driveway. Look her in the eye and tell her face to face coming from you that you love her. Amen. And that will go a long ways down the road. Number three, the winning family members seek the will of the Lord. Ephesians 5, 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The best question that can be asked in the context of any family about what's going on in the lives of family members, about the choices that we have to make, is this the will of the Lord. When you, young people, when you get ready to go on a date, don't just go out on a date. Don't just fall in infatuation with somebody because they got some nice shoulders or some, some nice uh, uh, hairdo. Amen. Amen. You need to ask the question, is the person that I'm willing to go out and spend quality time with in the will of the Lord for my life? And for God's sake, don't marry anybody without spending some time in prayer about whether or not the person that I'm committing my life to for the rest of my life is this person God's will for my life. As a matter of fact, doesn't matter what they look like, doesn't matter how tall or short. Let me tell you something. If they're God's will for you, God will make them look good at any God, yes, that God will make you and that person fit. God will work it out for you if it is his will for your life. Nobody else might not like them but you. But if it is God's will, God will bless you in the city and God will bless you in the field. God will bless your coming out and God will, don't you pay any attention about what folk may say, oh, she's not for you. If it's God's will, that's all you've got to know. And God will work it out. Am I right about that? Amen. Is this God's will for my life. Number four, winning family members are saturated. Somebody say saturated. With the Holy Spirit. Amen. In other words, a, a, a spiritual family, a, a godly family, does not have a fear uh, of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit ought not just show up at church. Oh, y'all not feeling this, but I know I'm right. And the Holy Spirit ought not just be present 
in a shout at church, in a dance at church. The Holy Spirit does not do his best work at church. The Holy Spirit does basically a skull session. This is a rap session. This is time to get our preliminary notes. What the Holy Spirit is hoping that once we exit the facility, that we will be empowered so he can do his best work. As a matter of fact, what the Holy Spirit really wants to show out is in the context of the family. God doesn't want you to be a star at home and a bum, a star on the job and a bum at home. God doesn't want people on your job to be glad that you're coming and the people at the house glad that you're leaving. In other words, God wants you, wants you and the, at your home at the house is where God's work ought to be done in a very powerful way as a matter of fact one of the prayers I often pray for people who get married I say God bless this couple and everybody who comes into their house may they know that the power of God dwells there may they know that your spirit dwells there may they know that your love dwells there may no one be able to come in and out of their their house without them knowing that this is a blessed house this is a blessed family that God's hand is on the place and on the people Amen. And so the winning family members are saturated with the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 18 of chapter 5. Do not be drunk with wine. Amen. And I know after that heat game yesterday, some of y'all took a little drink. Amen. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. And, and some of the Lakers fans are drinking a little heavier. Amen. Amen. But do not be drunk with wine because... It says that it leads to debauchery or excess. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Let me just ask the question. See, the Spirit requires and expects that our behavior would be modified because of His presence. Amen. Are you all following me on that? In other words, in other words, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life and in your family, that you don't act the same because you are filled with the Spirit, because you are a Spirit-filled child of God. Then your behavior is modified, adjusted. In other words, it's not only the things you used to do, you don't do no more. The things you think about, you try not to do anymore. The things you haven't done, you don't want to start doing. Come on now. Now listen, this is, this is what it's all about. It's, it's about changing our behavior in respect to the presence of God in our life. In other words, because God is holy, my goal is to reflect the life of God in my life. Am I right about that? In other words, in other words, I change, I willingly try to adjust my behavior because God is present in my life. I'm not trying to adjust my behavior because I'm a good person, because I'm so righteous and holy, but I'm trying to adjust my behavior because I got divine company. Let me see if I can make this thing plain. Suppose, 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 suppose. Suppose President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama were invited to be the honored guest in your home for a weekend. They would arrive on a Friday morning and they would leave on a Monday evening and they would be invited to stay in your home for the entire weekend. Now, I just ask you a question. I just want to ask you a question. Will you behave the same? Will you behave the same way you behaved last weekend as you will with the weekend when the president and the first lady and Malia and Sasha are in your house as guests? I would imagine because you have such honored guests who would dare 
there to grace your home with their presence. I would imagine that you're not going to talk to each other the way you talk when they're not there. I would imagine that some of the stuff that you usually watch on television, you might refrain from watching some of those shows on television. I would imagine that you might even eat food a little different. You might even sit at the table and for this, this weekend you might even chew your food with your mouth closed. Amen. You may stop picking your teeth with your fingernails. Amen. You might make some adjustments, not because you're trying to be a better person, but because of the who's in your presence. I wish I had some help in the house. Now, what I'm trying to say that the president's going to leave on Monday evening, but when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he doesn't come on a Friday and then leave on a Monday. He comes and takes up permanent residence. He stays there, and what he wants us to do is adjust our behavior, modify how we talk, modify how we treat each other because of who's in our presence. Because of who's in our presence. And because God is present, I want to change my behavior so God will feel comfortable in my presence. And so the only way I can do that is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, winning family members speak the word over the family lives. Winning family members speak the word over their lives. Now, look at this verse. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Speak to one another with some... Now, notice it doesn't say sing. Because they know that if all of us sing at home, it's going to tear the family up. Amen. Now, some of us sing... And people just endure it because they know they're going to be in the car going to work in just a few minutes. But it says, speak. Somebody say speak. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. What this is saying, and let me just say to the mothers who understand that sometimes life is difficult. I wish I had a couple of mothers who would bear witness. I just want to say to the mothers, sometimes mothers know that life is difficult. Amen. And see, when, when you have to deal face to face with the difficulties of life, sometimes what you have to do is put Rihanna to the side. Yeah, Beyonce, and if you like it, we better put a ring on it. It's not going to get it done. Yeah, Barry, Barry White and Marvin Gaye, amen, and Rita Franklin, not going to get it done. As a matter of fact, there's some situations in life that the secular music, no matter how powerful and poetic it might be, does not get it done. There are times in life when we have to understand that man does not live by bread alone, by what this world has to offer. There are times, my brothers and sisters, where you have to decide that what I'm going to use in this situation is not from this earth. It's not from the internet. I can't get it and I can't order it. I have to use the resources that God has given me. For the Bible says that the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so how are you going to break the strongholds over the life of your children? How are you going to stand when your child is running you crazy, running the teacher crazy, running the neighborhood crazy? Let me offer you something. Speak to your family members with psalms and hymns 
and spiritual songs. Your family's falling apart. What do you do? I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? All of my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth Israel does not slumber nor sleep. Thank God for God. I got a security guard outside my community. Joker sleep half the time. Folks sneaking in my community. But I'm not worried because God is watching over my life. He's watching. And so you speak it. Speak the Psalms. Then speak the hymns. Do I have any old school saints in the house that have not thrown their hymn books away yet? I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love for me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. What a friend we have in Jesus. All my sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God and pray down at the cross where my Savior died. Down where from cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it over your family. Speak it over their lives. Then the winning family members express gratitude to God. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual families are kind of crazy because not only do they thank God for the bins, but they thank God when the bins break down. Y'all not feeling me? Uh, yeah, 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 spiritual families are crazy. They got the nerve, not only to thank God when it looks like they're blessed, but they thank God when it looks like they're not blessed because they're not counting their blessings based on what it looked like. I wish I had said, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blessed based on what it looked like. I'm blessed, period. I'm blessed because I know God. Therefore, in every situation, I give God thanks. Let me just say something. A sweet family is where you hear a lot of thank yous. Thank you, husband. Thank you, wifey. Thank you, dad. Thank you, mom. Thank you, son. Thank you, daughter. A winning family is a family that is filled with gratitude. Number seven, winning families, family members, here we go, submit to each other. Or oh, we were having a good sermon till we had to start talking about submit. Amen. Winning families submit to each other. But there's power in submission. Amen. You want to you want to you want to improve the whole atmosphere of your house? Somebody submit. In other words, in legal language when you want to ask the other attorney not to charge or not to take action, the word they talk about is they stand down. Ask the attorney to stand down. Listen, in the house, it would be so much of a more pleasant place. In some of our homes, if some of us learn how to 
stand down. In other words, you got the right to say something, but you have the choice not to say it. I wish I had something. You got, you got the right to do something, but you have a choice not to do it. In other words, you don't have to catch a case because your family member is a case. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you got the right to stand down. And when we stand down in Jesus' name, Jesus will step up on your behalf. You see, sometimes you got to learn to really take grandma's advice and take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there to put them in God's hands. And so the wing family members submit to one another. Verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus Christ. And then it says, the winning family, in the winning family, the wife submits to the husband. I got two amens on Mother's Day. In <laughs> Amen. Well, since it is Mother's Day, Listen, in a winning family, the wife submits to the husband. But since this is Mother's Day, we're going to give you a do not have to submit today pass. How about that? What we're going to do today, this is your day. And we're going to say for today, you don't have to, today is your day. You just have yourself a good time today. We want to bless you today. We want this to be a wonderful day. You make your request known today, and you don't have to submit. So we're not going to say anything to the wives today about what it means to submit. Hallelujah. Number nine, in a winning family. <laughs> That's just for today. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow is... Is coming in a winning family. Husbands loves his wife more than anything. Let me tell you something, brothers. Let me just say this. You know, you can't get into marriage. You're not going to marriage keeping record on how well your wife loves you. That's not your assignment. Amen. Amen. Anybody who gets married is going to miss out on something. You don't get married in order to get everything. You get married in order to get a mate who God's going to use to fulfill you. Come on now. And so here's what it is. The husband has to love his wife. Somebody say love his wife. As Christ loved the church. Let me tell you how, how this works. Now, the husband not only shows his wife, the husband also tells his wife, and then the husband makes sure his wife knows and feels that she is loved. In other words, brothers, it's not enough for the wife to know she's loved. She knows she's loved. She's smarter than you. She sees what you're doing. She's got a higher IQ. She did better on the SAT. She wrote your paper when y'all was in school. She knows she's loved, but a wife and a woman needs a little something, something, something on the side. Can I get some help? What they need in addition to knowledge, they need to feel like they are loved. And so it is the husband's responsibility to make sure that the wife does not have any doubt in her mind, any doubt in her heart. She knows it and she feels it. When she sees you, she just 
want to just shake in her shoes. When she sees you, she cannot just believe that you are her man because you make her feel like a natural woman. I'm just trying to tell you. And so the winning family, the husband loves his wife more than anything. And then finally, in a winning family, the children obey their parents. Amen. Amen. Now, obedience is difficult and it is painful because nobody likes to obey. <laughs> obedience is unnatural, but it is the roadway to blessing. Am I right? Parent may have five children, four, three, two, but I'm going to tell you something. We can't speak it or say it, but the parents always lean in the direction towards the child who will obey. They trust more. I'm just trying, to, just trying to be real. You see, disobedience is a problem because it always costs you more on the back end than it does on the front end. And I, I got some bad habits. Let me confess real quick. I got a real bad habit. Real bad habit. Don't y'all go out and put it on Facebook or nothing and tell on me and anything. Don't tweet me. Don't tweet me, Minister Sherrod, with your, I see your phone in your hand right now. Amen. But, 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 but I got a bad habit of riding around town with a good credit card in my pocket with my gas needle on E. Riding around on an empty tank of gas. Quiet. I don't like to stop at the gas station. Now, common sense would tell you, fool, that if you, that if you ride in the car, you got to put some gas. Now, secondly, the car came equipped with a gauge. Am I right about that? No matter what you like or dislike, it comes equipped with a gauge to tell you, to warn you that your fuel is low. Now, the low warning means that if you keep driving, dummy, that eventually you're going to run out. Not only does it come with a fuel gauge, it comes with a manual. And it ought not have to be in the manual. Common sense would tell you if you drive, it uses fuel for, for, for gasoline, that you have to put gas in the car. But there's a special section in the manual that teaches us how to refuel a car. But here I am riding around, and see, here's the problem. Because I've gotten away with it for so long, people get in the car and say, oh, man, don't you need to get some gas? Don't worry about that light, man. Shoot, that light stay on. Light was on yesterday, last week. I'm man, don't, don't, you, don't worry. I know, I know. But you know, you know, you know. You see, when you get away with something for a long time, then you begin to convince yourself that the rules don't apply. I wish I had some help. And so, what happened to me? I met my day. Yeah, I met my just a couple of weeks ago. I'm riding around the gauge. The, the gauge is below E. The light is on. I'm riding around, and I get into my community. I'm I'm, I'm three blocks, three blocks from home. Car starts sputtering. And then I start praying. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I know you've done it before. I need a testimony, Lord. Come on with God, please, in the name of Jesus, multiply what little bit of gas. 
God didn't pay no attention to me. He said, you didn't pay no attention to the manual. You didn't pay no attention to the gauge. Brother, your day is gone. And so the car ran out of gas. So I tried to take advantage of the coasting. It's coasting, so I'm going to try to coast with it. I'm pushing it, trying to get it to the house. And it runs out of coasting about a block from the house. What am I trying to say? I'm almost home. Almost home. And because of my refusal to obey, I didn't make it. My brothers and sisters, I just want to say something to you. Sometimes you can disobey a long time and you won't get caught. Sometimes you can go for a long time, nothing happened to you, but sooner or later, can I get a witness in the house? It will catch up with you. It is a blessing to do what your parents say, and it is a blessing to do what the Lord says do. A winning family, the children obey not only their earthly parent, but also their heavenly Father. Won't you stand to your feet in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen.